0: It's tough. It's tough to get excited. <laughs> outside in the wild wild weather snowing and windy and raining and minus cold and just awesome and the beautiful thing about weather is a I've got no control over it b I want to just enjoy every weather experience that I have and my all-important question which I was aiming to ask outside but I'm sure the wind completely blocked my my voice uh, is if you are a leader, are you living the example of excellence with an attitude that's positive, an attitude that's never give up, that never gives up, and are you disciplined? And that's my simple uh, acronym for for leadership, which is L E A D: Lead. lead. Live the example of excellence with attitude and discipline. And obviously, attitude comes with two parts, which is never give up attitude and positive attitude. And that's exactly what I've had to come inside to do. I didn't give up on my, my Romax today. I just had to do it in a different spot. And that's always the question that I ask, because we always hear, oh, I can't do it. It's too hard versus if you're in a leadership role should your attitude be how can we do it not we can't do it how can we do it and there's so many examples that I just love to I fill my head with these examples every day where people have been told you can't it's impossible you could die and they've gone and done it anyway and the one that I always use because I'm an old lady and I love this example in 1954 there was a gentleman by the name of Roger Bannister and he was told that you can't run under a four-minute mile. It's impossible, Roger. You just can't do it. In fact, exercise physiologists said to him that your muscles would melt. Uh, and I don't even know what that means physiologically, but he just didn't he didn't say, okay, all the the exercise physiologists and all the professors at my university have said you can't do it. He didn't listen, he just said, Well, what if we could? How can I and what if we could? Could they be awesome questions for all of us to ask, let alone in a leadership role? Because when you're in a leadership role and somebody comes to you with an idea, they say to you, I want to do something that's never been done before, it's impossible. The rest of the world thinks it's impossible. You as the leader might even think it's impossible. But do we have the right to put our limited thinking onto somebody's idea? What right do I have to say to somebody, you can't, it's not possible for you? And there's a big long list of reasons that people are given. You're too tall, you're too short, you're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too old, you're too young, you're not smart enough, you don't have enough money, you come from the wrong place. You'd... And there's a big long list of reasons why people can't do stuff. And if we, we um, that's a stupid thing about that conversation. I don't need to give somebody 50 reasons why they can't do it. They only need one reason. If they believe, anybody believes that they can't do it for one reason, is it possible that they'll never be able to do it? If I say I can't do it, what hope have I got? So if I'm in a leadership role and somebody comes to me with their idea, and even if I think it's impossible, even if it's never been done before, even if I think it's there's no way this person's going to be able to do that, what if we rephrase the you can't into what if you could and how could you? What would you have to do to make that possible? And Roger Bannister decided that he was going to run a four-minute mile and he ran under a four-minute mile, and now it's normal. I'll give you another very cool example. Uh, when I started running marathons, the uh, the record time for marathon running was about, I think at the time, was two hours and 13 minutes. Like That was just the world record championship world unbroken record well in different and interesting conditions the two hour record has actually been broken so somebody has put on a pair of running shoes they've run 42.2 kilometers and they've done it in under two hours in race conditions it's normal now to run a 202 203 204 that's in fact a 204 now is probably considered quite slow the master's guys are running 204s I'm sharing that with you because it was considered impossible to run a, a run a marathon in under two hours, but somebody's done it. So if I was an exercise physiologist or an exercise professional for that matter, and somebody came to me and said, I want to run under a two-hour two marathon or a four-minute mile, and I said, well, that's impossible, right now, I would actually be wrong. I'd be lying to them. But five years ago, I'd be telling them the truth. So is it that we need to tell the truth in advance and rather than say, I can't, could it be a really good idea to come up with how can I? Is it possible? And if it was possible, what would I need to do? What would we need to do differently? How would we need to think differently? How would our headspace need to change? What would need to happen with our body? So as an exercise professional, as a parent, a teacher, a coach, is it possible that people will come to you with their ideas, with their inventions, with their creations, with their imagination and say, I want to, I'm going to do this. What right would we have to steal that away from them? And I use this as an example because as exercise professionals, it's uh, could it be possible or would it be very easy to look at the current records for lifting, for kicking, for throwing, for running, for swimming, for any kind of sport or any kind of physical activity and say it's not possible for you. I'll use another example. If somebody comes to you and they are morbidly obese and they want to do a sporting event or they want to fit into a size 8 piece of clothing or they want to have a 32-inch waist or they've got a goal and you look at them and you say, well, how could they possibly do that? They're morbidly obese. It's, it's, it, it, in your own headspace, you might even be saying it's not possible for them. But what if it was? And if it was, what would you need to do? What would they need to change? What what would they need to do differently? Now, that's just the, the example I gave you is probably very silly because are there people who have been morbidly obese, who now are elite sports people, who run marathons, who do... Uh, high intense athletic pursuits and of course the answer is yes. Are there people that were morbidly obese and now they wear size 8 women's clothing? Yes. Are there people that were morbidly obese and now have a 32 inch waist? The answer is yes. So what right would I have to say that's impossible for you, you can't do it? Uh, I've got a very personal example. At the age of 18, I, because of stupid exercises from 13 to 18, so five years of doing silly, silly sit-ups and crunches and crunches with a twist and back extensions and all the things that wreck your uh, the, the vertebrae between your spine, I literally got a perforated disc. My, my L4, L5 in my spine uh, put me into a position where, when it happened, and it was an intense pain, of course, and I couldn't walk. Uh, I was told uh, within hours of that happening to me that I would probably, yes, be able to walk again, but I would never be able to run again and I would never be able to lift heavy weights, and my life as a, a fully functioning human being was probably over physically. Well, I'm very privileged that I was put in front of some very capable medical professionals who didn't say to me, Rowe, you can't. They said, If you want to sprint again, if you want to lift heavy again, if you want to have a career as an exercise professional for the rest of your life, these are some of the things that you'll need to do. And the reason that that information came at me differently was because I went to a sports physician, not just a normal doctor. And the sports physician, the sports doctors, their job is to get elite athletes who have been destroyed and injured and broken and busted back onto the field because those people get paid a lot of money to play their sport. And I was, again, very privileged that this particular orthopaedic surgeon said to me, "Roey, unfortunately, because you've been doing sit-ups and you've been doing crunches and you've been doing sit-ups and crunches with a twist and with speed and with momentum, you've busted your spine. You have a perforated disc, L4L5. But if you protect that, that broken area, if you get really strong abdominals and really strong lower back muscles and they work in conjunction with each other in the upright position in the way they're supposed to work, we will get you back sprinting we will get you back lifting heavy and here i am a very old lady <laughs> many many decades after that happened to me and the impossible is not any possible but i'm a living breathing example of it every single day so there's a couple of things there do we want to take people's dreams steal people's dreams tell them they can't do it i really hope the answer is no if you think it's not possible Is it possible in your own headspace just to consider that even if I don't think it's possible, are there other people who might think that it is? And there's just too many examples of people that were told and I'll I'll share again. Cars will never happen. Uh, the, 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 the concept of a car, when Henry Ford said, I'm going to make it a, a motorised vehicle that drives, the answer was if the human body goes more than, I think it was 30 or 40 miles an hour, that it will explode. That's, that's the headspace, limited thinking headspace. The Patents Office, uh, a very long time ago, said so we can close the Patents Office now because everything that's ever going to be invented has already been invented, so we can just shut down shop and move on. Can you believe it? Many decades ago, somebody said everything that's, every, everything that's ever going to be invented has already been invented. See, that's called limited thinking. And if I'm a leader, if I'm going to live the example of excellence with the two parts to attitude, which is never give up attitude and a positive attitude, and the discipline or my definition of discipline that I share constantly is do what you should do when you should do it, even if you don't feel like it. If you've got a dream, if you've got a goal, if you've got something that's exciting for you, an ambition, a creation, an invention, the attitude of never give up is the first part to me that's the most exciting because I can't fail then. How could I fail? Because if the definition of failure is that I give up... If I never give up, I'll never fail. And there's a really interesting story about the bloke, Thomas Edison, who I don't think he called himself a bloke because he wasn't from Australia. But he invented the light globe. Now there's stories about whether it took him 10 times or 10,000 times or 20,000 times, it doesn't matter. He didn't create the light bulb the first go. He had to keep trying and keep trying and keep going and kept doing and kept going until he achieved. And when he did, people said to him, how come you didn't, you didn't give up. You've tried this, depending on which story you listen to, 10 times or 10,000 times or how come you didn't give up? And he said, I, I, all the times that you say that I failed, I didn't fail. I was just finding out another way how not to make a light globe. Now, see, there's a different attitude there, isn't it? If somebody wants to, and I, this is my other amazing headspace that I'm constantly putting my headspace in. Are there elite athletes who became injured or they are in a bad accident They couldn't do their sport anymore. They were told, you can't be an elite athlete anymore. You can't be a world champion. You can't be an Olympian. And instead of giving up, they just changed sports. So there's people who were runners and sprinters and and, and, uh, did upright sports who became either swimmers or Paralympic skiers or Paralympic something because they wanted to be an Olympian. So even though they got injured, they didn't give up because they got injured. They just looked for a different way to do it. So that's my, my three really important questions. Rather than I can't, it's how can I? Is it possible? And what would I need to do differently? What path would I need to take that's different? And one of the beautiful things about physiology that you and I have got on our side, if you understand how the human body works, when you keep your body really fit and really strong, physically, obviously life's going to be better and life's going to be easier and you'll be able to do the things that you want to do. But when you really fit, because you get puffed and you work in that phosphate fit system, that phosphate 100% effort system, and when you work in your 100% strong phosphate system, so phosphate fit, phosphate strong, fight and flight, 100% effort into everything that you do, the physiology that you have on your side is that your brain now produces brain enhancing chemicals. Brain-derived neurotropic factor is fertilizer for your brain. It causes neuroplasticity, so it changes the way you think, and it creates neurogenesis, new brain cells. So if you think differently and you drop off your old, I can't do it brain cells, and you grow new, I can brain cells, what is possible? And is that one of the reasons why we don't just have cars, we have planes and jets and supersonic jets and spaceships? When somebody was told if you go faster than 40 kilometres or 40 miles an hour, you could die. Is that the reason why when somebody was told in 1954 that if you try and run under a four-minute mile, you'll die? Now we have people that are running under four-minute miles for 42.2 kilometers. Hello? The word impossible, could we change it to I'm possible? It's just a different emphasis on the syllable. Impossible versus I'm possible. And if you decide that your dream, your goal is important to you, Why would you let somebody steal it? And if you're in a leadership role and somebody comes to you, number one, are you living the example of whatever you believe leadership to be? Are you living that example with excellence, so at 100% effort in everything that you do? Do you have a positive attitude and do you have a never give up attitude so people can see that that's what you've got? And are you promoting that to other people? So if somebody comes to you and says, I want to, rather than I can't, you would say, well, how can we? Is it possible? What will we need to do to make sure that you can do it? And then the last part, of course, is the discipline, which is do what you should do, which is, of course, I want to achieve my goal. When you should do it, nobody thinks we should procrastinate but do it even if you don't feel like it. So even if somebody tells you that you can't, even if you're tired, even if you're stressed, even if somebody's picking on you or they're being negative or they're just trying to steal your dream, discipline means I will never give up. I will never stop doing what I need to do, even if I don't feel like it. And even if somebody's trying to steal my dream and trying to stop me from feeling like it, I wouldn't allow that to happen. So this, if I wrap all of that up, Do you have a dream? Do you have a goal? Do you have something you want to do? Why would you let somebody steal that from you? And if you're in a leadership role, if people are relying on you to live the example of excellence with a positive attitude, with a never-give-up attitude, and live your life with discipline, if that's what leadership could possibly mean, are we living that so that when somebody else comes to us with a goal, a dream, an ambition, a creation, an invention, we would say, yes, let's give it a crack. Wouldn't that be a great idea? Thank you for coming to Romax. We started outside in the wind and the rain and the snow. And we just found a different way to get this very special message across, which is the only way that I could ever fail is if I give up. So if I never give up, I can never fail. Romax is all about being healthy, fit and strong, having a career or business that you love, being financially free. And having great people in your life. And could be they, those be four really important things that you would never give up on. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get excited. Woohoo!